If it's happening in high school sports, we're talking about it now on the Prep Spotlight. Featuring WNSP's Pigskin Pete and color analyst Ryan Gennard. An hour of all prep sports on 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The Prep Spotlight, brought to you by Edward Jones Investments. Now, here are Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. Welcome in, Prep Spotlight, WNSP, and high school football is up and going one week in the books, and man, this is a, I don't know, Brian, the weather's still hot, but it's a little cooler, and I'm excited to see a Thursday night football game locally, but the Prep Spotlight always previews here at 6, the games on Thursday and Friday, Brian Gennard, Pigskin Pete, sitting in here with Nathan, ready to get going, Brian. Yeah, what a great weekend we had last weekend. I mean, even though it was hot, uh, it didn't deter anybody from coming out the games. We did that Saraland game, that Spanish Fork game, and both both those houses were packed. We were treated to some great games, and two good ones this week will be. Uh, I'll be leaving you in just a little while to be heading over to Lad. We're calling Lafleur at Williamson tonight. That game at Lad Peebles, and then tomorrow night, Michael Bronner and I will be over at St. Paul's for McGill and St. Paul. So another great good. weekend in high school football. I like that double dip on the uh, WNSP Thursday and Friday broadcast. I love the. I don't know how many times we're gonna do that this year. It seems like five or six times. Yeah, I think we have. Uh, uh, about four or five more so yeah okay so about five total yeah but uh yeah what i mean and what a great we were treated to two great games last week i mean you know kick it off over at spanish fort and fairhope comes out and scores late in that game to How take that, that i i tell you that game plan that 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 uh, fairhope had uh was 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 right on the money i mean what that exactly what they needed to do new quarterback uh, stay in the game yeah just get and defense played well i mean they they were bending a little bit they went down 14 to 3 get back into it with a, a touchdown to start the second half and then that 65 yard run by Moore. i'm telling you he was absolutely nailed at the 35 and somehow kept his feet spun out of it and then everybody was chasing him and uh but the formations they came out they had spanish fort defense on their heels all night long and i, uh, I bet the you're up 14 to 3 in the second half and you seem to be in control if you're Spanish Fort and I imagine Chase Smith and the Toros I mean they they're feeling good at that point but it took one big play which you just mentioned Fairhope once they got that momentum it was hard I'm sure the fans in the crowd had to be a little stunned not not that they lost but just it seemed to have that game in control most of the way and they really did it, it it seemed like at any moment they were going to go up 21 to 3 and and maybe keep rolling but all you know hats off to Fairhope they played the perfect game that they needed to play and, and really kept themselves around and then got the big play when they needed to take the lead and then uh, held on to win that game Desmond Thomas a big 64 yard touchdown run in the second half yeah again Fairhope 17 Spanish Fort 14 and uh Tommy Hicks by the way Lanyap super coverage I mean <laughs> what he's doing uh every week on and, and he's going to join us with our picks again uh, this year, Brian and Tommy, myself, we're doing our three picks coming up in the next segment. Uh, bomb the hour. We're going to look at all the games really in depth in the last segment. We also have, by the way, Rick Colley from Davidson. Uh, big game tomorrow night. We'll talk about that. Get him on for a couple of minutes. But uh, this show is going to preview a lot of the games coming up. But, Brian, we're going to peek back one more time. The game on Friday night here on WNSP. By the way, let me compliment 
Michael Bronner really got his showboat going with his play-by-play. I think did a super job Thursday and Friday. So you guys teamed up well. I know it was fun. I know ESPN was there in the Sarah Land game. But I just imagine the atmosphere at Sarah Land, just the first game, but ESPN sit with all the cameras. That had to be electric. It, the, the, it was electric. I mean, and I'll tell you, you, you don't know expect when you when you see a team coming from Nashville how well they're going to travel. They packed the visitor stand. Um, now by about 6:20, home stands were full, and there was a little corner of the visitor stands that were not taken yet. And so that's where some of the Sarahland fans started kind of migrating over. Well, Tennessee's a long way to go for a high school. Ball. It really is. I mean, Nashville they had a nice six-hour drive, yep. but they 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 represented well. But then they were probably. I don't know, three, four deep um, on uh, around the fence on the sides that you can get to in that stadium, and it was fun. I mean, it was fun from the minute you pulled in the parking lot. They've they've built a new um, parking facility over there, so they have some extra room, and they filled it all up. But it was a great atmosphere. I, my hat goes off, and my heart goes out to that poor young man from Lipscomb. He, you know, he missed the extra point. Missed the extra point, yeah. but he's that that onside kick he had was a thing of beauty uh, to keep him in that game. And he kicked it and got his own kick. Right. Yeah. yeah. He dribbled ones right, right down the middle. It kind of reminded me of the the game before that night, night before, where Spanish Fort lost that lead. I mean, this was a game. Saraland had locked up twenty-four to fourteen. Three minutes left to go in the game, and onside. They, they, you know, they got the te- let's see, they got the field goal right, cut it to twenty-four to seventeen. Yeah, and, and then, then they got the onside kick, and they marched down like in a minute yep. and, and to tie it up. That had to really stun or or surprise the folks at Saraland, But hats off, they just took it right in. I yeah, think, yeah. Kept, so they, know, they, they Ryan they, Williams had the first play, right? Yeah, Ryan Williams and the Wildcat runs to the left hand side. Nobody touches him. They come out and kick the extra point, and then. Uh, uh, Lipscomb does almost the same thing. They find the tight end coming across the middle, scoring their first play, and then miss the extra point. What what a what a great night for for Spanish Fort, and uh, it was just fun to kind of. Get, Bronner and I kept kind of joking a little bit that we're getting to see a preview of the Alabama Tennessee game in probably about three years with uh, with the number one cornerback and the player from the state of uh, Tennessee playing one on one coverage against Ryan Williams all night long. A lot of college athletes. And then Michael Holland kept us updated Friday night. Hats off to St. Paul's. I think they surprised some folks going over to UMS right, really in control most of the way, but. Terry Curtis's Bulldogs do what they normally do, made this a game late, lose 14-7. to seven. So the Saints get the win there by seven points. What does this do for uh, Ham Barnett in this uh, Saint program? Yeah, I think it's got to give them all the confidence in the world. I mean, just it, to, to be able to start it off against the Battle of Shell, to, to win that way that you do, and then, uh, you know, Anthony Tank Jones – uh, you get that young man that everybody's been talking about, and pretty when, good. Isn't yeah, it? when you can line him up and <laughs> as a tight end, or even that little slot spot right there, kind of a extra fullback, and he scores a touchdown for you. That that had to kind of bring the crowd alive as well. He is a sophomore. Yeah, yeah, and and has offers all over the place. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's had those I think since he was an eighth or ninth grader. Started I mean, in eighth. Yeah, started in last year was a big year as a freshman. One of the biggest probably years college looks I've ever seen locally in a. And a freshman, Anthony Frazier, though, the sophomore running back over at St. Paul's, three years left there, 119 yards rushing in that win over a UMS right. And I, I thought Baker got a solid win over Theodore, 36-20. to 20, And uh, I had picked Theodore in this game 
but, but Baker showed me a lot winning this. They, they lost pretty bad last year, but to win by 16 is a great start for uh, Steve Mormon. It really is, and and I I, I don't want to give anything away. I, I picked Baker. We'll talk about it next segment. But, uh, uh, we will with our picks. Yeah, yeah but uh, that Flowers-Kane combo really shined through. I mean, not only does Josh Flowers get two on the ground, um, two 40-plus yard touchdown passes to, to Kane as well. That's going to be a nice combination all year long if they can keep that rolling. Mobile Christian, what a great win against an Athens Academy. Pretty good team over in Georgia. Beat about 20 points. I know Ronnie Cottrell was excited uh, to get that win. LaFleur snapping a 23-game losing streak, 33-6 to over Chickasaw. I know uh, our Friday night coverage, Tamarcus Lane will be helping us tomorrow night. Nick Wiggins. On uh, the sports station, Scott Todd, Vina Brown will be on the sidelines. And our old buddy, Michael Holland, will have our Bryant Bank Player of the Week every week. But also, he's on the sidelines a good bit, and he was last week. And he joins us now. Hello, Michael. Hey, Pigskin. Brian, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Michael? Great to uh, – I-, I listened in. I was in North Alabama last Friday night. But, you know, you um, – Sometimes to pick some pretty good football games, you had a chance to be on the sidelines calling some updates. What a great win for St. Paul's. Pigskin, it really was. Um, first of all, two, two great football teams. They meet in the very first game of the season, which is unusual in that rivalry. Usually it's the last game, but the past couple of years it's been the first game. Um, and it was really a tale of two halves, Pigskin. Uh, St. Paul's dominated the first half and had a 14, took a 14-0 lead into halftime. And then UMS made some adjustments at halftime. They came out in the second half, and it was really uh, UMS that kind of uh, fought their way back and had a chance to score it late in the second half. Uh, but Pigskin, two turnovers to me define the game. Uh, both the St. Paul's defense caused. One was a fumble on the very first possession by UMS, um, which St. Paul's recovered. And then the second one occurred uh, in the second half. Uh, St. Paul's had a 14-7 lead. UMS is driving. They're inside um, the St. Paul's 25. And a Joe Lott pass is tipped and intercepted to end the drive and really ended the ball game. But it's two key turnovers by the St. Paul's defense, to me, that was the outcome of that ball game. And when, the, when they play each other, it seems like there's always one or two key plays can decide the momentum or decide a game. I'm not surprised to see that come within one score with uh, St. Paul's getting the win. I know, Michael, you're helping us tomorrow night. You're going to be over Westmobile with uh, St. Luke's trying to get to 2-0. and uh, They shut out Fruitdale last week, and I know, Michael, you're covering that as they host Marengo in their first home game tomorrow night. And Michael, we, we're looking ahead. Big Reggie games tonight, uh, tomorrow night in 6A. Let's get a couple of predictions from you. In this 6A, it's crazy in this Region 1. If you had to pick two teams that's going to end up hosting a playoff game coming up at the end of the year, what would be your two over there in 6A? Uh, so, Pigskin, um, I was at uh, high school media days at uh, for Mobile, and I, I sat through the Sarah Land presentation. Um, so just listening to Coach Kelly and the players that he brought I would have to say Sarah Lynn is going to be back. And I would, you know, if you're asking me to put them into a one-two slot, I'd put Sarah Lynn at one. Uh, and then in the two slot, um, you mentioned it earlier, you know, Spanish Fort let one slip away, but it was to a 7A opponent. So they still have a unblemished record in 6A football. Uh, so I still think uh, Spanish Fort will probably 
end up in that two slot, maybe the three spot, but they're going to be a playoff team. Okay, all right. So, Brian, not a surprise. He's going with Sarah Land at the top. But that second spot, Spanish Fort, others can get in there too. Yeah. Go ahead, real quick. you got to love what Theodore's doing. Uh, You're going to be shocked not to see them in there. And then I think think the four slots where everybody's going to be bunched up and and fighting to get in. All right, 7A starts up next week. Top two teams there, Michael. I'm curious to who you have there. I like the Foley Lions and Pigskin, the Mary G. Montgomery Vikings. Ah, Going Mary Montgomery, getting a lot of respect these days there, Michael. Yeah. Um, Coach Golson's doing good things out there in West Mobile, so I like the Vikings. We're going we to write those four teams down, Michael, and uh, hold you accountable for that. <laughs> Not really. Hey, appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow night, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, Pigskins. All right, we'll come back. Tommy Hicks on the Prep Spotlight, WNSP. Spotlight by Guff Orthopedics. Big thanks to uh, Guff Orthopedics. Looking forward to talking to their array of doctors that are covering our high school teams, taking care of them over here in Mobile and Baldwin County. We'll be doing that during the course of the year, including tomorrow night. Guff Orthopedics. Great to have those uh, folks aboard nine locations around the Guff Coast. Brian Gennard, Pigskin Pete, sitting in here with Nathan. Bomb of the hour, we'll have our keeping up with the Joneses. And, Brian, we're going to run through all these games. I counted up 21. That's more than normal because we got a lot of our teams playing outsiders outside of this area. So we'll preview all of those games. And uh, as we do every week now, I guess three years in a row or so, Tommy Hicks with the Landyap Sports coverage is going to be picking some games with us. Tommy Hicks, how are you? All right, guys. How are y'all doing today? I'm good, Tommy. Thank you uh, for taking time to jump in. I'm, I'm sure in the months of June and uh, July, you've had your notes staying up till midnight trying to figure out a way to beat Brian Gennard in these picks. Is that correct? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it hadn't been done yet, Tommy. We'll, we'll, maybe year three is your year. You sound a little too cocky for me. I think you're going down. It may not be me, but somebody's taking you down. Uh, Bronner took me down last year, last week of the season. So as long as I beat you, Tommy, that's all I care about. Yeah. And now (laughs) Bronner's moved on to the early morning hours. He's not sitting in here with us. I I think he's like, hey, I've won. I'm going to run here. Uh, But, Tommy, before we sit in our picks real quick, I wanted to ask you last week I thought was a fantastic way to start the year. There's, is there one team locally that really jumped out that you said, hmm, th- th- they could be better than I thought they were? Hmm. Um, I think there's a couple. I, I thought that Mary Montgomery was going to be pretty good, but, man, they really looked really good last week. I think uh, they could make some big inroads this season. And uh, although I did not get to see them play, Faith Academy – Apparently, uh, put on quite the show, and uh, I think that that's, that's going to be a team to to keep an eye on, especially in that in that tough five A region one. I mean, anything can happen in there, but uh, yeah, I really like what what they were able to do, and but that might be a couple of teams to kind of keep an eye on and and, and see what happens from here on the rest of the way. Tommy, what about uh, I saw that the Lanyap named Baker the 
the team of the week. Uh, that was a huge win that they got over Theodore and great coverage you guys had um, on Baker game as well. Yeah, those guys, I mean, I, I know I picked Theodore to win. I think a lot of people, are, pretty much everybody on our, on our pick them panel picked uh, Theodore to win, but the man that got out front and they used uh, Josh Flowers and Bryce Kane to to the best possible advantage, and those two combined for five touchdowns, three touchdown passes from the Kane, and then uh, Flowers ran for two. So uh, those guys really had a great start, and that, that's a huge win for them. And you know what that can do for a team to get a win like that to start the season. They're going down to Wetumpka tomorrow. Uh, Wetumpka's had a pretty good program in the past couple of years, but I really – Really like what Steve Norman is doing there and the way that they're playing. That uh, I think they'll win down there, and and it's going to be interesting to see how they them and the MGM and in Class Seven A Region One is going to be going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think. Tommy Brian's sticking his chest out over here. He picked Baker in that game against Theodore. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> he did. I know. I know. I saw your Lanyap panel. There was like fifteen people on there. Whatever. Everybody picked Theodore, but Brian, good pick there. So here we go, Tommy. Here's how the picks look between the three of us. Brian's okay. at Brian's at two and one. I'm at two and one, and Tommy, you're one and two. Just to let you know, you're third place there. I'm just giving you guys a little breathing room to start. I got plenty of time. <laughs> and, and by the way, the other games uh, last week, uh, I had uh, St. Paul's taking down UMS. Right, that was my one. Um, and see, Brian, you had Satsuma or Cottage Hill? You had Satsuma? I had Satsuma last week. You did? Okay. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I missed the UMS game. Okay. You, you missed the UMS, yes. Okay, yeah. here, here, guys, here, here we go tonight, Tommy. You ready for these games? Speaking of Baker, which I agree with you, Tommy, Baker really jumped out. They're going up to T.R. Miller, Tommy. What do you think is going to happen with Baker? Yeah, Baker and uh, Wetumpka. I mean, we Wetumpka, yeah. Sorry. I wrote Wetumpka twice on my sheet. Wetumpka, yep. Good. Wetumpka, those Indians up there always got a good team there, Tommy. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going a little Baker. I really like what they did last week, and it looks like they're off, they're off to a really good start. I'm going to go with the Hornets in this one. Brian, I, I went against Baker last week. I'm not doing it this week. I, I think Baker can score some points. I don't think we Tompkins going to keep up with them. Yeah, you know what? Last week, last year, I think they lost one to Wetumpka. They should have won. I think this year they go up, go up to Wetumpka and take care of business. All right. And the T.R. Miller game, UMS is going to T.R. Miller, and that is our second game we're going to pick. We pick three every week, and we try to pick them that are not just – none of these games I don't think are going to be blowouts. I think all of them are going to be pretty tight. So we try to pick games that are tight. Tommy, UMS right going up to T.R. Miller. Think Terry Curtis's group uh, going to start out 0-2, or are they going to get that win? I got them getting the win. I just uh, – it's hard to, to think about – UMS ever starting 0-2 to a season, and uh, I know T.R. Miller is a is a ranked team, uh, but I, I just really like uh, I've always liked the way Terry Curtis and his staff handle things over there at UMS. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm with you, Tommy. I, I think the way they came out and played that second half, they you know new quarterback. I think they kind of settled in a little bit in the second half, a little too late. But I, I think that they'll go up to T.R. Miller and win this game. And I and I think Terry Curtis has always had a trend that sometimes you go back and look at years they won state titles, they've not started out fast, but he's just kind of watching the team and develop them as they go. And this team's going to get better and better. And I don't have any doubt they're going to be a good, really good team. And I'll go with UMS on the road as well. 
And uh, the final game we're going to pick, I think this is one of the toughest, Cottage Hill. They're going to be traveling up to Satsuma to take on the Gators. And, guys, I, I don't know. I, I think both these two teams are playing a lot of young players. Cottage Hill under a new coach. Um, I just think Cottage Hill is going to find a way to get this done, Tommy. But what's your thoughts there with Satsuma getting to host this game? I'll go with Cottage Hill here. Yeah, I think it's a really good opportunity for Satsuma to get off to a good start for the first time in a while. Uh, but I don't know. For some reason, I, I, I thought I went with Cottage Hill. I think Cottage Hill is going to find a way to, to get get things together a little bit better and maybe come out with a win this week. Yeah, I think Satsuma's playing with a lot of confidence. They won that big game against McIntosh last week, put up 26. I think they continue to roll at home and, and get that victory tomorrow night. All right, so one Satsuma, two Kaitachu. I get that's the only game we disagree with, right? I think so. All right, so Brian, you can take first place or fall back to second. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right, as long as I'm not in third with Tommy. Hey, Tommy, I'm pulling for you. <laughs> Tommy, I got to tell you, <laughs> I love what you guys have done in the uh, the lanyard with the the scoreboard, last week's scores and this week's schedule. I, that that's. Uh, really nice to open up and not just only see the articles from last week, but then all of a sudden see the scores and see the schedule that's coming up for this week as well. I, I love that addition this year. Yeah, thanks. We've been, uh, we've actually been doing that for, for a little bit, but, uh, but people seem to like that where they can catch up with last week. If they didn't hear about a game or something, or just kind of kind of compare what, what teams are playing who, and then what they did the week before. So, uh, we'll, we'll be doing that each week throughout the season. So uh, hopefully people will get a copy of the paper or, or join us online at lanyapmobile.com uh, and uh, get the digital issue as well. I have them both, and I love them both. I use them both all the time, Tommy. And I know you have the sports coverage where you've uh, been nice enough to let me help you pick a few games on there. I know you got all your uh, folks around the Mobile area that help cover high school sports. Uh, what kind of panel do you have on there this year with the uh, predictions? Well, this year it's the same same group we've had for the last couple of years. It's uh, it's me and you and uh, Randy Kennedy, of course, from uh, from his the Randy Kennedy Show on another network we won't mention, and uh, also <laughs> Darren Patterson, who's been in this area for a long time, covered a lot of sports. And then each week we have a we have a guest picker. This week we got Patrick Wu, Ooh. who is the scouting scouting uh, coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. He should be a, a scout here at, for the Senior Bowl for two or three years. Did great job here. Went on to he's with the Titans now. He was kind enough to uh, to make some picks. So uh, we'll see. Last week, those of us on the panel got beat by our guest picker, Peter Albrecht, went nine and three. Wow! Nobody else did any better than eight and four. So All right, very good. How about we Peter? Can't have that. Not bad. Guest speaker, off to a good start. Thank you, Tom. We'll talk to you next week. Welcome back to the Prep Spotlight on WNSP, your source for high school sports. Now it's time to keep up with the Joneses as we take a look at some of our former Mobile and Baldwin County athletes who are now making the spotlight on the next level. Brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Now, back to Brian Gennard and Pigskin Beat. Brian Gennard is uh, on his way to this big game tonight, WNSP's coverage Thursday Night Football. We got it. 
Coming up in just a bit, we're going to be keeping you covered on a lot of Thursday games this year and, of course, every Friday night. But in a few minutes, uh, Brian Gennard, along with uh, his sidekick there, Michael Bronner, is going to be over at Ladd. LaFleur and Williamson getting set to go, and that game about well, about 30 minutes away in WNSP's coverage will come up in just a bit. I'm Pigskin Pete, going to take the rest of the way, sitting in here uh, with Nathan. A big thanks this year goes out to the not only Green and Phillips Law Firm, who has been a big supporter of high school for a number of years in WNSG, uh, WNSP, and they are really stepping it up this year again. Also stepping it up, really great to have along with us this year, the folks at Gulf Orthopedics, a lot of locations, 16 specialists and nine convenient locations along Bruton and Jackson, Alabama, and all across the Bay. They're going to be talking to us a good bit this year, and um, just this past week, I really enjoyed talking to Dr. Clayton Lane and other doctors, Jay Savage, a lot of the doctors there that cover the teams locally, no charge for that too. These, these folks, I'm learning more and more about their athletic trainers who are side-by-side side with these players and coaches helping physical therapy and the supplies. Looking forward to learning more about that with Guff Orthopedics. We do our Keeping Up with the Joneses every week. Brian had to scoot out of here and get over to Live People Stadium so he doesn't miss the kickoff, but he did want me to mention you know, he had a chance to catch up with Cephas Johnson. You remember that name well? Played at Davidson. Good news this week, he signed with a practice squad with the Tampa Bay Bucks. So Cephas, a great guy, and I remember him being a great player over at Davidson High School. Good to see he's part of the practice squad there with Tampa Bay. Hopefully we'll see him suit up in a, in a Sunday game with Tampa Bay. We'll keep an eye on Cephas Johnson. I was sitting here looking at the uh, – uh, all the coverage with our high school and not only high school, but college. I'm sitting here looking at the TV game coming up. Missouri's playing tonight. And one of our former local players, uh, Chris Abrams James, James, uh, now at Missouri and graduated from 2019. And uh, Chris Abrams James, he's going to be a big part of this Missouri team. Maybe tonight we'll have some big plays, but it, it's so exciting to see not only in the pro level, but tons on the college level. And uh, Chris Abrams Drain, a big part of the Spanish Fort program for a number of years now in college. We'll keep an eye on him with the Missouri Tigers throughout the year. Our, our games last week, I do want to mention a couple of games we haven't mentioned before we start picking in the in the schedule tonight. Such good wins for several of our local teams. Brian had mentioned how big of a, a win last week was for Satsuma, beating McIntosh by 20 points. Rodney Jordan uh, in his year number two, looks like he's going to have a better team and they may be Cottage Hill tomorrow night. I think it's going to be a pretty good football game, but we'll keep an eye on Satsuma the Gators off to a 1-0 start. And a good start also for the running back, Zach Lamar, 100 yards and a touchdown in that win over McIntosh. I do want to mention St. Luke's look good, 41-0 over Fruitdale. B.C. Rain, Amari Yelding leading the offense there. Knocks off Excel by 20 points, 34-14 last week. Uh, that jumped out to me. Bayside Academy under... Their new head coach, Barrett Trotter, with Phil Lazaby, 16 years of that program, and Barrett Trotter now in his first year, they beat Alberta 33-7. to I thought this program looked really good in, in uh, game number one. Sammy Dunn, the sophomore quarterback, he's going to – I got a feeling he's going to be leading this offense for three straight years. Solid play in that win over Alberta. LaFleur, that, that was the big news last week, snapping a 23-game losing streak. The Rattlers, good win as they beat Chickasaw 33-6. So it's good to see LaFleur get on the uh, winning. We'll have to catch up with their coach and 
how are they going to do tonight against Williamson? We're going to hear the game on WNSP. Can they get off to a 2-0 and start? Who would have thought that? I think this game could be good over at Ladd Stadium, so make sure you tune in to Michael Bronner and uh, Brian Gennard for that broadcast in a few minutes. We knew Derek Scott's program would be good. I didn't think they would beat Foley like they I mean, Prattville like they did, but Foley 45, Prattville 19. That jumped out to me after losing this game last year. Foley comes back and pretty much pops Prattville pretty well, 45 to 19 last week. Mobile Christian over Athens Academy. And uh, really good start for the Leopards, 41 to 21. So I know Ronnie Cottrell's getting ready for tomorrow night and that new turf over at the stadium. And looking forward to the coverage. I think our Nick Wiggins is actually going to be keeping us posted there. P.J. Brown, the freshman running back, 226 yards last week for Mobile Christian. So big games tomorrow night. We'll get into that in a couple of seconds. I know one of the teams looking forward to playing tomorrow night is Davidson. Uh, they're going to be, like many others, getting a chance to play and uh, having a new stadium to play in. I know excited about that. Rick Colley getting ready to host Hillcrest Evergreen. Coach Colley, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I, I know the excitement over Davidson. Boy, that has to be on uh, on a level 10 right now. I know you folks are excited about playing tomorrow night. We are. Uh, you know, we got a, a, a dry run last week with the Jamboree against Babinette, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a good crowd and, you know, do it for real this week, and everybody seems to be excited. All right, Coach, talk to us about the facilities over there at Davidson. What does it look like? Uh, they're beautiful. Uh, you know, what they built was incredible, and our administration went out and got nice windscreens to put around it and everything you could possibly ever want. That's what we have now, and it's uh, it's really nice. Nothing like playing in your backyard, huh? You're not used to that. No, I've never done that before. Uh, this will be the first time in my career. You know, last week it was a little weird just walking straight down and uh, coaching a game. But, uh, you know, got to find still more time because there's no bus ride. But it's, it's fun, and uh, we're looking forward to it. All right, Coach uh, Rick Colley joining us here on WNSP's Prep Spotlight. Coach, I know it was a jamboree game last Friday, and, and we were getting reports on an update. How, how did your team look in that Jamboree game as we get set for uh, tomorrow night against Hillcrest Evergreen? Uh, you know, we looked good in spots and really bad in spots. Uh, we turned it over like three times in the first three minutes of the first quarter. Uh, but we still managed to score 35 first-half points. And, uh, you know, defensively, we didn't leverage things on the perimeter like we'd like to and uh, gave up some some cheap big chunks of plays, and we got to do better at that. So we saw some good things, but we saw some things we had to get fixed. I, I know that when you look at a, a player coach that has over a thousand yards rushing, it turns your head. There's not too many on the coast that have that. But Derek Butler, only a junior, is committed to Coastal Carolina. Talk to us about this running back you got. Well, he, he's a senior this year, and uh, I think he had 1,300 last year. He led 7A in touchdowns. So uh, you know, he he picks up yards and chunks and. Great kid. He's a good leader for us. And, you know, you can't say enough good things about him. He's going to uh, go out there and practice hard every day. And he's going he's gonna to get the work in. And, uh, he, you know, he we hang our hat on him. I imagine the ground game will be big for this Davidson team. What about a quarterback, Coach? How's it look? Uh, uh, good. Uh, Hudson Five, he's our quarterback. And uh, he, he had a really good jamboree. And, uh, you know, we're – a little, a little better than we've been at throwing the football and catching the football, so we're excited. 
uh, to diversify a little bit and we play a little more up-tempo and get going. So how, how many folks at the stadium? What is the whole coach? Uh, 4,500. Oh, okay. Pretty, pretty big. So you expect a big crowd tomorrow night? I'm hoping so. Uh, you know, you never really know. Hillcrest, that's a, that's a big ride for them, but that's a, you know, they love football up there, and uh, we, we think that they're going to travel well. All right, so we'll keep an eye on that, Coach. We'll appreciate you, uh, you know, jumping in here 24 hours before you get that new stadium rolling, but we'll be following the game tomorrow night. Wish you good luck, man. Uh, thank you. All right, Coach Rick Colley joining us here on the uh, prep spotlight as Davidson again getting set to uh, play in that new stadium. He's getting ready for fifth season and uh, a really good uh, senior running back he's got there and Hudson Spivey at quarterback. We'll see what that offense can get going. Three and seven a year ago, and this Hillcrest Evergreen will be a tough one in their season opener. They didn't play last week. They played in a, a jamboree game. Some other big matchups. Again, WNSP's broadcast coming up tonight. LaFleur Williamson going head to head and I, you know, I don't know how many people thought LaFleur would be out 1 and 0 and Williamson 0 and 2, but 0 and 1, but that's the start as uh, again tonight Michael Holland, I mean Michael Holland will give us updates in our games tomorrow night along our stadium reporters, Scott Todd will be out with us, Bina Brown, we got Tamarcus Lane is going to be helping us out, Nick Wiggins on the sidelines. And during our play-by-play, -play, we'll be keeping you posted with other games tonight. It's a lone game. LaFour Williamson with our buddy Michael Bronner and Brian Gennard with the broadcast. Some big games coming up, and tomorrow night we're going to have another one. McGill Tulin traveling over to St. Paul's, and 6A Region 1 is going to have four games tomorrow night that will be key games in this 6A Region 1. McGill Tulin again, what a win for St. Paul's last week, beating UMS Wright 14-7. to They're going to get to host this jacket program Shut out last week against Mary Montgomery, so we'll see if uh, David Faulkner and the and the Jackets can get it going. But I'll tell you what, St. Paul's could be a big factor in this 6A Region 1. We'll watch that. Tamarcus Lane helping us out with the coverage over at Ladd tomorrow evening. Sarah Land coming off that emotional overtime win on ESPN, knocking off the Lipscomb Academy Tennessee team 31-30. How will they respond? The number one team in the state in Class 6A, taking on Murphy Panthers tomorrow night. Murphy, by the way, uh, fell to Daphne 19 to nothing in their opener, so we'll keep you covered with that game. Or other reporter, Scott Todd, the other 6A Region 1 game, Spanish Fort hosting Blunt. Both these two teams looking for their first win. Blunt fell to Viger this past Saturday night. Can they get it done? They're going to have a tough one against Spanish Fort after losing 17 to 14 to Fairhope. And I, I'll, I'll tell you what, can the emotions with Spanish Ford, is that going to be a positive thing to see them bounce back? Or are they going to have a, a letdown from the uh, leading 14-3 to three in the second half and allowing Fairhope to get out there and get the win? But um, what a win for Fairhope. This Fairhope program hopes to be a factor in this 7A Region 1. They're going to be on the road going over to Florida tomorrow night. This will be a non-region game. Coming off that big win over Spanish Fort, Fairhope at 1-0, taking on a chockful Florida team. And Fairhope led by Desmond Thomas. Big TD run in the second half for the Pirates, trying to get off to a 2-0 start. Other games tomorrow night, we'll keep you posted. Michael Holland is going to be over at St. Luke's as the Wildcats try to get to 2-0, taking on Maringo. So that'll be our stadium reporters. Both teams open up wins, by the way. Maringo 
14 to nothing. They beat Washington County this past week. And St. Luke's also shut out their opponent, 41 to nothing. Keep an eye on freshman running back Tyler Tillman. One touchdown on offense, six tackles, two for a loss on defense. Not bad for a freshman. I got a feeling St. Luke's is going to be playing a lot of freshmen, sophomores in this game tomorrow night. Michael Holland will keep us posted. They're trying to get the 2-0 and as they host Marengo. We're going to look at more matchups coming up. The other ones tomorrow night we'll keep an eye on. Theodore going down to Robertsdale. Can the Bobcats bounce back after that loss to Baker? Tough loss for Steve Mask in his first game as a head coach with Theodore, but this team's going to be really good, going to be a factor in 6A1. Robertsdale, the Bears 0-10 a year ago, hope to get, turn it around. And by the way, he lost every game last year by 14 or more points, and I'm sure Robertsdale and this football team wants to hopefully get off to a good start. They were in competitive games, just let them get away during the course of 2022. Non-region game, Baldwin County goes down to Foley to take on uh, the Foley Lions. Perry Thompson, the five-star, Auburn commit, threw a touchdown pass. Rush for, rush for another one as Foley again beat Prapple this past week. And Baldwin County, this is their season opener. Scott Riles getting set for year number four for Baldwin County. Viger at home taking on BC Rain. Wolfpack Stadium. This sits, I think, 3,500. Getting to play in their new stadium. I know the Viger Wolves are all pumped about that. Had the big win last week against Blunt, trying to get to 2-0. and oh. So that'll be an electric atmosphere. I call it Wolfpack Stadium because their coach named it that. BC Rain comes in also with a nice win. They looked good against Excel last week, 34-14. to 14. Lawrence Yelling, season number five for the Red Raiders. So BC Rain, Viger. We'll look at the other matchups as you're tuned in to the Prep Spotlight Sports Station, WNSP. School football doubleheader on the sports station. WNSP LaFleur Williamson coming up in a few minutes. 5A Region 1 game from Thursday night football on the sports station. Michael Bronner and Brian Gennard will have that from Ladd in a couple seconds. Also tomorrow night, keep your radio tuned in. Another one, Region 6A1, big game. St. Paul's entertaining McGill Tulin. We'll have that broadcast tomorrow night at 6.50 right here as well on the sports station. Again, other matchups before we uh, may take you over to Ladd in a few minutes to get a little preview of this game. Other matchups tomorrow night I want to mention that's going to take place. I've mentioned a couple already. BC Rain Viger, I told you, new stadium at Viger. Gulf Shores trying to get to 2-0. and uh, They're at home tomorrow night against Citronelle. Citronelle trying to get to 2-0. and Brought home the Bryant Bank Player of the Week as Bryant Bank's Michael Holland had a chance to go visit quarterback Justin Adams. Had 142 yards rushing in that 27-26 win over Millery. Good win for Citronelle. Gulf Shore is off to a good start, beating St. Michael by 21. Faith Academy trying to get to 2-0. They travel down to Alberta. Jared Daltrey, their senior quarterback, five touchdown passes last week for the Rams. Also, tomorrow night, we'll keep you posted. UMS Wright traveling up to T.R. Miller. Big game. Athlete Joe Lott, keep an eye on them this year for the Bulldogs who try to get their first win. 
Baker on the road. They're traveling up to Wetumpka. Great win for Baker last week by 16 over Theodore. Quarterback Josh Flowers accounted for five touchdowns. How is he going to do on the road? Wetumpka, by the way, they lost by 21 to Benjamin Russell last week. Michael Holland's going to keep us posted. Marengo is traveling to St. Luke's, playing in the Mayberry game. That's what Coach Ron Lee calls a stadium behind the school. St. Luke's entertaining Marengo. Demarcus Lane keeping us posted. Monroe, Florida coming over here to Mobile. Christian, impressive 20-point win over Athens Academy this past week. Fairhope trying to get to 2-0. They traveled to Choctaw, Florida. Daphne at home trying to get to 2-0 after beating Murphy. Daphne entertains Carver Montgomery. Chickasaw going over to St. Michael's, the uh, St. Michael team, the Cardinal trying to get their first win. Watch out for freshman quarterback Gunnar Rivers, the son of Philip Rivers, St. Michael entertaining Chickasaw. Alma Bryant playing the first game this year. They're hosting Hopeville as uh, Alma Bryant was able to get a win last year in a great game, 35-29. Can Bart Sessions and the Hurricanes get off to a good start? We'll find out. Cottage Hill, Satsuma, we talked about that with uh, Tommy Hicks and Brian. That was one of our picks we made. Is uh, They're playing up in Satsuma tomorrow night. Charles Henderson entertaining our Mary Montgomery football team. This is a good team, folks. Watch out. This Mary Montgomery and Zach Gosen trying to get to 2-0. Davidson, we had a chat with Rick Cauley, their head coach, a few minutes ago. They're getting their first uh, game underway in their new stadium. They're hosting Hillcrest Evergreen tomorrow night. And Bayside Academy, they're trying to get to 2-0. Under first-year coach Barrett Trotter, Pike Liberal Arts comes to town. And uh, Barrett Trotter, great win last week over Alberta. Again, the game tonight is going to be Williamson and LaFleur. This is always a good one. Michael Bronner is all tucked in at Ladd Stadium. Michael, how are you? Doing well, Pigskin. How are you? Appreciate you having me on. We got Brian in here, too. He made it. Wow, Brian, you made good time. And you didn't speed, did you, Brian? I may have fractured a few laws <laughs> coming down Dolphin Street, Pigskin. Just All right. kidding. It's I only about a three-minute drive, so it's an easy drive. I know it. Well, Michael, so uh, this is your first play-by-play -play in Lad People Stadium. What do you think the press box up there? What do you think about that, Michael? It's definitely different from a from a regular high school game up here. It's you know I've never called a game from a real press box, so it'll be a little bit of a different experience here. We'll see if we uh, make a decision to keep the window open or closed. A little echoey in here, so I might have to might have to decide to keep the window open. You know, as I as I hop on the air with you, it's a little bit echoey, but it's going to be a good one here out out loud tonight. I'm excited about it. I haven't done play by play, but one time, Michael. And I remember there was a crowd mic when we got inside of behind the windows. We at least had to have a crowd mic. Do you have one of those up there? We have one for backup purposes that, <laughs> that we can certainly pull out if need be. It's available to use, but you'd have to dangle it down pretty far. So, so right. we'll, uh, we'll have to see. We'll right. have to keep an eye on if we need to use it or not. Okay, just get uh, Mr. B Mr. Jarrett up there just to hang his hand out the window the whole time. I'm sure he'll en enjoy that. Uh, he'd, be, he'd be willing to do that. <laughs> what do you think, Michael? LaFleur Williamson, what do you think about this matchup? Well, I mean, so LaFleur has not beaten Williamson since 2016. It was at this stadium here. Uh, you know, they took him to OT in 2020. It was a good one uh, there. But the last two years have, have kind of been beatdowns in, in favor of, of in favor of Williamson. Excuse me. I believe 40 to nothing and 53 to nothing. Uh, obviously, LaFleur coming off a, a big win last week to end that 23-game losing streak, opening up the snake pit, now back on the road. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. I, I mean, Williamson definitely took it on the chin last week against MGM 41-2 to right here at Ladd. So 
you know, one team's coming off a win, one team's coming off a loss. Last year's records don't really mean much. Obviously, LaFleur, nice to get, uh, you know, get that win finally after after 23 straight losses. So, you know, turn one into two, who knows? You know, Brian, Michael brings up a good point. You just, you know, go week to week. You never know, especially when these two teams go head to head. But you know the confidence with this Renardo Jackson uh, this win this past week, LaFleur 0-10 this past year, and now to get the win right off the bat, that has to be huge for this LaFleur team. Yeah, it has to be huge for them and give them a little confidence. Like you said, coming off a 23-game lose streak, all of a sudden you pick up a big win, you open up a new stadium. I mean, I, I get it, you're on the road tonight, but it's not like they're on the road in a stadium they're not used to playing in. They're, they're probably just not used to being in that visitor locker room, but uh it's got to be a team that's coming in with a lot of confidence playing a Williamson team that, like Michael said, took it a little bit on the chin last week, also uh, had some players that were out, and uh, and those players may not be available for Williamson as well, just uh, talking to some folks. Uh, so we'll see once they line up tonight if, if, if Williamson has their full complement of, uh, of players as well. So I, I, the floor has got to come in here with all the confidence in the world uh, after picking up that win last last week. All right, so guys, you know, we're getting set for about three minutes away from the kickoff, but we're looking forward to the broadcast from Lad. We'll talk to you in a few minutes, all right? Appreciate it, Pigskin. All right, Brian Gennard and Michael Holland, good start last week. They had two games and a really good team tag team last week. I really enjoyed their broadcast, and you can hear the next one in about a couple of minutes. LaFleur Williamson from Lad Stadium, our WNSP Green and Phillips Thursday night game of the week this is pigskin peak big thank you to guff orthopedics presenting the prep spotlight thanks to nathan sitting in the studio and big thanks to rick Colley from davidson and michael holland bryant bank among our guests and tommy hicks until tomorrow night we'll see you at the preview show enjoy the game next on wnsp